Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, and pay my respects to the elders both past and present. Hi everyone, I'm Tiny Cook and welcome to Chuffed. Some of you may know me as the girl who married a stranger on TV and now I'm chatting with you all here on my podcast. This is your unfiltered safe space for all things love, career and life. Each week I chat to all different types of cool people with fascinating stories. We unpack relationships, life, the serious and the not so serious, business, beauty and a dash of pop culture. Thanks for joining me, let's get into it. Today I'm joined by Rachel Wilde from TBH Skincare to chat about her business and entrepreneur journey. Rach is one of the leading skincare founders in Australia and I've been following her journey since she started TBH Skincare a couple years ago. She has a really interesting story so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think I really wanted to have you come on because I love beauty, I love skincare, I love all of those things and I think your story has been quite inspiring for me because you're so young and you've built an amazing brand in the last, what we're saying, three years and I think I'm personally so interested to hear how you did that, how you got to that point, what made you kind of be like actually yeah I'm I'm gonna start this I'm gonna do this <laughs> and yeah kind of talk us through where you were at three years ago and you're okay. like I'm gonna do this do this brand yeah. and where you kind of because where you're at now is amazing so thank you oh, honestly I feel like it's been a whirlwind three yeah. years and I think when I set out to do it mm-hmm. I really had no idea like what was ahead yeah. um and I think most of the time people who genuinely jump into these things and started like they have no clue totally. but that's the only reason why you do it like a lot yep. of people ask me like oh for advice or whatever and I'm like if I had known then what I know now I actually probably would never have done it totally so totally. you have to be like a bit naive it's better if you don't know everything because mm-hmm. you'll be like more open to figuring it out along yep. the way so starting the business came out of nowhere I yep. was never someone like I feel like there's a generation now of people who are like business girlies girl boss vibes (laughs) like like, I want to you know like be my own boss and do all all these things but I feel like three years ago that didn't really exist no Mm -mm. and so I definitely like never set out to start my own company or anything like that I studied marketing at uni which I loved and then I ended up in a really like not sexy career after uni corporate vibe yeah Mm -hmm. corporate vibe it was in medical devices what is that literally (laughs) like the nuts and bolts that they put in your knees like in surgery and like, um, yeah, like all the surgical equipment, everything like was that. Was that B two B? Yeah. So it okay. was. We were a distribution company selling the equipment into hospitals. Wow. So it was literally like that's to a hard surgeons. job though. Yeah, it was really like it's a cutthroat industry. Yeah. It's also like a heavily male dominated industry. Mm. Like you learn a lot quickly. It was like very commercial, and sure. I loved it. Like I thrived. Yeah off it but yeah it was not where like I think when I was at uni I was like I'm gonna go work for like Coca-Cola you know yeah like like run the big ad campaigns (laughs) you know um and then I ended up there and I really liked it and it was like really challenging super stimulating like and then I was working in that company always been a massive like lover Mm -hmm. of fashion beauty like I was originally going to study fashion design at uni we're so similar yeah so similar (laughs) I feel like I talk to so many people that have that crossover between like marketing or like PR Mm -hmm. and then like fashion design But I decided fashion design was actually like too creative for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, it's too much. Like I can't draw or sketch and yeah, stuff. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I was in that career mm-hmm. and then through working in that industry, I actually came across a technology that was being used in skincare and obviously wow. being a massive beauty consumer myself yeah. and loving all that stuff, I was interested in the technology, but mm-hmm. I have had 
like really bad acne my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so I heard about this tech that was being used in hospitals to Mm -hmm. treat infections, but the company who developed it had also discovered that it could be used to treat acne. And they literally had like samples in their lab. And I was like, oh, well, can I get some? (laughs) (laughs) And I like, it's patented and everything. So I like read the patent, read the clinical trials. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this on my skin. And so I tried it, loved it. But then I think I was quite an ambitious, like Mm -hmm. 22 year old or whatever I was back then. So I was like, okay, well, what's happening like with this product? Because they don't sell direct. They're a medical company. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a beauty product. And then I had a background in marketing. So I was like, oh, well, branding and everything else. So I started like concepting what I thought Mm -hmm. that product could be in market and essentially like if I was to launch that product, what I would do with it, yeah. like via e-com and, you know, everything yeah. else, the packaging, the brand name, like everything. I think I concepted it in about two weeks yeah. and that. like after work, like, you know, just working till like yeah. 10 p.m. because I was so excited, <laughs> yeah. you know, have all the energy back then. And then I ended up pitching that plan to the CEO of that medical company Yeah, and they awarded us the licensing rights <gasps> to the product. Wow. Yeah, which was such, it was right time right place yeah and I think for them because it was like skincare and a smaller part of their portfolio was just like okay whatever wasn't a conflict wasn't yeah like they were like okay well them. like sounds mm. good you know what you're doing because like you're the demo you're in marketing yeah. like you know I think yeah. they just had like a lot of faith yeah and I was like oh shit okay <laughs> like all right we're doing it I'm like we're doing it um so I actually co-founded it with my mum yeah beautiful she's an accountant oh um, so I was that. like I need a numbers girl love that all these mums an accountant too so oh, really? she's so handy she's yeah. like does all the finance oh my god seriously because if you're the creator brain like you you don't have that like yeah Yeah. I don't want to do the accounting Mm -hmm. so anyway so she helped me um basically put together the budget to like what it would be to like set it up yeah and then we're like okay let's go get like money yeah so we went to family and friends and like raised like a private round of funding yeah (laughs) which actually was about 250k amazing yeah so at the time I was like whoa like you know so much money a lot of money now which probably wouldn't be a lot of money marketing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, literally. So back back then I was like, no, we're set, you yeah. know? And then, um, but a lot of, when you run a product-based business, mm. all of that money went to like stock. Yeah. And then we had enough runway to basically for the first six months, like invest in marketing. Yeah. And we launched in the thick of COVID. So that Crazy. wasn't planned. We had six months between really when we signed on the licensing yeah. rights to then launch it. Mm-hmm. So we launched within six months and then it was the first lockdown. It was March 2020. The worst we launched. Yeah, yeah. But it was good for us because we were e-com. Yeah. yeah. So e-com was having a moment. People were breaking out because they were stressed. They were yeah. wearing masks. So we actually had like quite a good platform that we then yeah. launched to. And then, yeah, basically launched. And the business did go really well. We've definitely had our moments where it's been like dicey. Sure. Um, 250K didn't last forever. Yeah. We put loans into the business. Mm-hmm. So we had like debt. Yeah. Personally, like all this stuff that you take on that you have. This is where I say like you have no idea what you're about to go no. through when you actually decide to do that totally. and then you can't back out like you've got you all of this product yeah. you've got to sell it. <laughs> it's yeah. got to go somewhere <laughs> yeah so long story short here we are we're now on Priceline and yeah um yeah the business is thriving which is amazing but it's taken us a long time yeah. to get here and did you always envision going into a retailer or were you like oh I'm just gonna do e-com or was that always your goal to be in Priceline yeah didn't even think about retail yeah. like it's so funny because if I set up a business now I'd be like okay how are we getting into retail and you know I launched with two products basically and then that's not enough to go into retail Mm. and the margins weren't good enough to go into 
retail. I learned a lot like along the way. So we like launched other products. We built like, you know, Mm -hmm. the range properly. We got to a scale where our margins were good enough. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, okay, we're ready for retail. Like retail is really going to help us. And we actually, I think, timed it perfectly because the brand Mm -hmm. was already at a really good point. So then by the time we went into retail, that retail channel just immediately opened up yeah. sales without us having to like fully drive like, oh, it's it. it's easier to get. I'm going straight in store and I can just pick it up. Yeah, because like if, you, mm. if you go into retail and you're a new brand and you just put the product on the shelf, it's not going to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a really difficult situation to be in with the retailer. Sure. It's like you don't want to go. You don't yeah, want to be there. a bit scary. So I work yeah. in beauty as well. So yeah. I am quite familiar with the big big retailers and what yeah. it's like. So I think as a small Aussie business, it's there's a lot of pressure on you. So and it's very much on, which I think you've done amazingly, the socials, the marketing, the branding yeah. and how cool you look, you know, yeah. people going to your like to your platforms. And I yeah. think that it's crazy how traditionally if you go back years and years, social wasn't always a thing, right? So you no. have all these amazing big brands that kind of lack in socials yes. and then you have this new wave of like – you know, Gen Z millennials that are like, I'm all about the socials, all about the content. And I think that's really changed the game with marketing products and like kind of making it more making it more fun it's not your like yeah. typical like photoshopped beauty no, campaigns it's not glossy. Yeah. yeah it's very like raw and real and that's when I remember seeing TBH for the first time so I because I've known about the brand honestly would have been when it launched and the oh, first really? thing I saw was um well I'd, I had seen it online but the main thing that went viral was the Abby Chatfield content oh, yes and that was just amazing because I was like wow because I always associated Abby she always was very transparent about her skin yes um you know the stress and she always talked a lot about it so when she started like showing the product I was like oh my god that shit's good yeah like that is good yeah and I think um even just jumping on influencers and doing that in that way has really elevated the brand and I think adds that like advocacy for it and like Mm. oh this is actually good because everyone wants to work with influencers it's a thing that every single brand wants to do but I think you can do it really wrong and you can do it right and it's not necessarily about who it is or the volume of it it's like it has to be done right right like she's like the perfect person for that product and for that that was just like so impactful and I remember seeing on Daily Mail I was like oh wow (laughs) I was like PR girl is behind that yeah yeah literally but I think you're so right Mm. influence marketing was key for us yeah and I I actually get asked it all the time Mm. it's probably the one thing that I get asked in terms of like what's my advice for Mm -hmm. influencer marketing and I would say you're so like you said it before you can get it so wrong yeah and you just have to know the channel like and how to leverage it and I think for us it was always like pick the people who would genuinely use the product and get results and love it then once they become like fans of the brand we would mm-hmm. just like sign them on for like yearly contracts yeah. because it made sense. They were already yeah. using the product, loving the product. We were like literally, and they were, it was so easy for them because they were like, oh, well, mm. I post about it anyway, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And so we would like, yeah, sign them into longer term contracts. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think a lot of people approach it like, okay, here's my product, here's do a post. swipe up link mm-hmm. on stories and then like never talk about it again. Yeah. And I'm like, people aren't skincare, that dumb. Like it's skin yeah. stuff. It's yeah. not a one-time use kind of thing. No, yeah. and like if one person endorses it one time, mm. it's probably like people aren't going to buy that. They yeah. know that we're too smart now. You yeah, know? it's There was changed. a time where that worked. Yeah. And when you first launched, did you do like a mass send out to media and influencers? What was your approach when you kind of was like, okay, I've got the product, I've got the brand, I've got everything. How do I get people to know about it or to, to use yeah. it? What was your kind of... Yeah, what was your strategy in that sense? Yeah, I didn't do a mass send out. Mm. Like 
again, if I launch now, I would. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't really have the contacts, to be honest. Like, yeah. I'd never worked in beauty before. So I would, I found like micro influencers who I sent it yeah. to. So we did like a lot of gifting every month, yeah. but it wouldn't be on the same scale. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be like, you know, max 20 packages a month. Yeah. And then I found um, macro influencers who I was like wanting to partner with and pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would actually reach out to their management first yeah. and like straight up just discuss rates. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that's one thing that a lot of people who are starting out try and avoid. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do that because it's, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to show these people that it's actually worth their time yeah. as well. So I would like sort of get that done first and then be like, okay, but we're not going to work with them unless they love this product 100%. and they have to use it for like four weeks yeah. and report back to me. Otherwise that's like, you know, it's, it's not so a quick. It's crazy you say that because I guess from my experience, you know, obviously working in marketing and beauty, but then now being like a creator and working yeah. with beauty brands, I get so shocked that I will ask to be like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Love it. Happy to like accept that rate, but can I please try it first? And, yes. and sometimes it like, it's a bit awkward because they're like, oh, no, we want to kind of lock this in. I'm like, oh, but I don't want to say even yes until I try it. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me because as a brand, wouldn't you want someone to be like, I actually love it. I want to try it out first. Yeah. And sometimes people are so disorganized. They're like, I need this in a week. I need this. It's like, yeah. do you want me to like authentically, you know, try it and love it? Yeah. Like, how do you want that to go down? It's, it's also like not authentic to my audience. So yeah. especially for stuff like skincare, I always find it. I'm very conscious of which skincare I work with because it's like first of all I don't like changing my skincare up so much yeah and then you want to have something that you genuinely love and you can't do that with using a different skincare brand every month no so you can't take on multiple different skincare partners Mm. and that's where yeah I think I'm like completely agree and people do see through it these days and you end up actually like losing that money Mm. because it doesn't convert and it doesn't like have that impact of like yeah, the brand love that you want to build mm. with the creators first and then the audience. Like it totally. just doesn't happen if you're like trying to do quick deals all the time. Yeah, it's just not the approach, which I think is a good advice to give anyone that's starting out. Influencers are great, but it's it can be a bit costly. And I think yeah. really, really choose who you think is perfect for the brand because I yeah. think that's going to be big because, you know, you've seen brands like use an influence and there's like a scandal and it's like a full oh thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like be really careful with who, yeah. yeah, I guess they're an extension of your brand and what you want to convey to, you know, the world. So how yeah. do you want that to kind of to kind of look? Totally. Yeah, and I always found that you guys worked with just some really cool and a good range of influences as well, not yeah. the kind of same, same that every brand is using. You yeah. Know? I always love that. I'm like – okay, cool. Like they kind of get it, especially yeah. with the, the product. So actually, can we talk about the product? Yeah, we so can talk about the product. Let's talk about the first, okay, what was your fir- very first product? And then how did you get from that first product to then evolving to the full range you have now? Because there's such a beautiful suite of products. And I yeah. think it wasn't always, you didn't always have no. all that, those, those products. So yeah, how did you get from, you know, that very first one to yeah, the full, the full range now. So we launched with the Acne Hack yes. Spot Treatment, which is the Amazing. core product. Yep. <laughs> That's the patented product. Yep. It's got all the clinical trials behind it. And that was developed by that medical research yep. and development company. So that was like what we launched the brand mm-hmm. around. And then when we launched, we brought in a cleansing like face brush, like mm-hmm. the silicon ones. Yeah. And like quite a basic cleanser to go with yep. it. And that was like to do with the fact that we had six months to launch. So yep. we sort of like didn't have time to go and like, like, 
formulate crazy sure. things. Um, and I was like, okay, this is good. Like it'll get us launching. It'll get like a good routine together yeah. where we know the cleanser works well with that yeah, spot treatment. Yeah. Size, yeah. So we just launched there. Then we brought in a more advanced cleanser mm-hmm. that was also developed by that same medical company. Okay. So it has the tech in it again. Cool. Um, and we're like, yep, that's the perfect combination for someone who's like got acne mm-hmm. and, you know, is looking for that like treatment yeah. step, you know, one like step one and step two cleanse Mm -hmm. treat then I was like okay let's just ask the customers what they're missing Mm -hmm. so this is like we knew from the start who the customer was which was just anyone who suffers with breakouts and no one outside of that so I was like I'm talking specifically to them I was like what are you missing and at that time sun care was like popping off like you know sunscreen became a daily skincare step Mm -hmm. and that was amazing and we had a lot of feedback from customers saying I've tried sunscreens Breaking and out. I'm breaking out mm. and I really want to use sunscreen, but I don't trust any of these yep. ones and they don't work well, well with my skin. And even if they don't break me out, I'm like more oily. Yep. So they, you know, my makeup slides off during the day and all of these things. And I was like, okay, I'm going to fix this. Yep. So the next product we launched was the SPF, the mm-hmm. Skin Shady That's 50 Plus. my favorite product, I guys. I love it. It's my <laughs> like favorite. Tani loves it. <laughs> um, and I love that product. Yep. Yeah. And I use it every day as like my primer under yep. makeup. And so it doesn't break you out yeah, it's beautiful pores, all those things so we launched that and it was a huge hit with the customer base and then after that I was like okay same thing as with um thing with moisturizers mm-hmm. is like people struggle to find like a lightweight oil-free yeah. moisturizer that doesn't clog their pores but hydration is so important totally. when it comes to regulating like sebum production and treating people with who have breakouts mm-hmm. so we formulated the thirst trap moisturizer i love the names as well <laughs> so do you come up like, with those yourself yeah i love that i'm like it's, it's funny because like sometimes we've been on a time crunch and someone yeah. will be like we need the product <laughs> name and i'm like i need a day i'm like you know like i need You'll to come to me. I'm like, I to need me. to be in like a, a room by myself. Yeah. And like you're sitting there. The Skin Shady 50 Plus was like one of my favorites because it was like yeah. their Slim Shady. Yeah, love it. But yeah, anyway, so we did the Thirst Trap Moisturizer and then I actually worked with Hannah English, who's a farmer. Yes, yeah. I love that product as well, the Rebound. Yeah, the Rebound so Serum. Beautiful. So yeah. Hannah was already working with the brand because when it came to the SPF, mm-hmm. she was the first person I went to because she's yeah. just that sunscreen expert. Mm-hmm. So I went to her and I was like, can you please like review? view the product yeah and um she did and then when it came to other formulations like the moisturizer I actually got her to sense check them um like when we were in formulation stage and so we developed sort of like a really nice working relationship Mm -hmm. and then we were like chatting and I was already in the process of formulating a copper peptide serum Mm -hmm. and she was like oh I have an idea she's like all of my followers like ask me for this one product and it doesn't exist at the moment in Australia mm-hmm. she's like you know barrier support's really important for people who have acne I've mm-hmm. got like this concept and I was like okay let's do it yeah and so and we were like really small at the time as well yeah. so like amazing of Hannah to like trust us yeah. and I think she really appreciated the science behind the brand because she'd sure. been sort of in behind the scenes so mm-hmm. we already had that relationship so yeah she was like and I was like let's do it so then mm-hmm. we formulated together on that we like had her in with the chemists and then from ground up she was like the whole way through helped develop that that. yeah it was so special and the product is like beautiful 
to die for. It's one of our best sellers. The packaging, also to and die it, for. Yeah. It's constantly sold out. Yeah. Like it biggest, always is sold yeah, out. It's the yeah. biggest headache of my life is trying to keep up with the stock because yeah. every time we order more stock and I'm like, yep, that's so Great. like, wait, we'll we're going to be ahead of it. <laughs> no, like, and then like the demand just grows and I'm like, this is nuts. Anyway, so that product is like, she's so proud of it. I'm so proud of it. Um, and that was the last, yeah, the most recent addition to the range. Yeah. yeah so we've got sort of like a really nice basic range yeah. and we do get feedback like, like I love how simple the range is to use. Like it's not overly complicated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the product range. No, I love that. And even like when you like the names, I'm always so interested because <laughs> you can just tell you're just a marketing girl because you just <laughs> yeah. you love the creative side love of it. it. And I think that's like that's also like, oh, I want to have a brand because I want to do all the cool branding oh, and the names so and come up with like the creative stuff for it. And what? How did you come up with the name of the brand? TBH. Yeah. Yeah. So I sort of sat down. I was like, okay, what do I want this brand to be? Yeah. And the acne category to date is like, you know, white bottles, clinical, clinical, like clinical. No one has like a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. And it also just makes people feel like one bored and also like a bit shit about themselves because it's like, oh, I have to use this skincare that's like not a lot of fun. Meanwhile, like, all of these other brands exist, but I can't use them because I'm too scared to use them on my skin. So I was like, okay, let's create this space for the breakout prone customer who like can have fun with Mm -hmm. their skincare routine, not take it too seriously, but then they can trust that it's also going to work really well with their skin. It's not just like just all marketing. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and obviously the core technology in the product breaks through biofilm in the skin. Mm -hmm. So it's very sciencey, but basically that's what makes it novel and that's why it's patented. And so I was like, okay, something to do with biofilm, but like Mm -hmm. boring. I don't want to, like do that yeah I was like what if I like turn it into an acronym that's like slang that exists yeah. like day to day but it means something else yeah. like in the brand so I had like literally all of like you know cool like acronyms. BRB yeah. like all of these ones like like yeah. WTF like yeah. on there and I just like went down this like page and was trying to match words and I sort of landed on TBH because mm. I was like oh I love that it's like the honest like yeah. aspect of like TBH like you're just being honest I about always something. say TBH and everyone like, yeah. drives me up. it's just instead of saying to be honest like yeah. TBH I feel this way it's just yeah. such a good acronym yeah so I was like I really like the way that it feels and like obviously people thought that it was to be honest skincare and I know that and it's like it's fine but it actually stands for the biofilm hack Mm. because that's what the product does and so I was like yep beautiful done (laughs) that's amazing I love that yeah and I love because I'm really big which is so which I guess is bad in some ways on branding yeah I feel like sometimes you can be really off put by you know clinical stuff because if I think back to me being a teenager and when I had acne and what products we had it was like proactive yeah and that chip was not good for your face no, you know and no you didn't have the all these like amazing skincare brands that you know the gen what's the zoomers is it the zoom what's the next gen z is it i don't, I don't, know, I don't even know anyway so the, <laughs> the next whatever it is what they have now is all these oh, amazing skincare brands that are super yeah. cute that yeah. really work and i think you know i would have loved a brand like this back when i, I was like 15 16 struggling with my skin mm. and then you're like considering proactive or you know other you know yeah. really clinical brands that are quite harsh and there's yeah. no education around it right no. like and it was like p- punish your skin into like behaving yeah. and like hate it into healing it just like won't work exactly whereas now it's like you know you have breakouts that's fine mm. here's some products that'll help but then like also look after the health of your skin yeah. long term yeah because otherwise you're just gonna have the same problems but yeah I know it's sad to think like I'm the same I would have loved 
back then having a brand like this and I think that's why I created it because I was like what would I have wanted and even in terms of like the pathways you'd had to go down Mm -hmm. when you were that age is like you go to the GP yeah they prescribe yeah and they don't even they're like oh yep you've got acne here's like a cream like they don't even ask you oh how are you going or like yeah there's it's just no personal I got prescribed the pill so did I and I which has helped me to be honest yeah but I to be honest (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and that I think if I could go back I probably because I've obviously done a lot of research into the pill now and knowing how it's you know there's a lot of side effects and stuff that as a 16 or however old I was when I went on it Mm. I wasn't aware of Mm. and I think that is such a huge thing to take and it was purely just for my skin yeah so that that was the only reason why I got that specific pill yeah and I think um yeah if there was other solutions for me out there I would have probably looked elsewhere but you know and then I've been on that since for like over a decade so yeah that's crazy how old to were think. you when you went on it I don't know I feel like I would have been maybe 17 okay I went on it 15 <gasps> and it uh, really stuffed me did around. it help your skin no I was one of the unlucky people that went on the pill and then my skin got worse on the pill and then they kept me on the pill because they were like oh but you we want to regulate your periods or whatever anyway or like something and I was like like it seems like now I'm like that's such an extreme measure to put a 15 year old on the pill anyway and then they like were swapping me around to all these different pills and that's so not good so bad like my like moods were all over the place I have like my weight was all over the place Mm -hmm. I was like Mm -hmm. retaining water like no tomorrow and like it was just a hard time like when you're already 15 and like you're in that awkward stage of life where you're like who am I no and then like you throw all of these other elements at you like a 15 year old shouldn't have to like deal with that totally so and then I ended up back on an antibiotic for my skin and I was on that for seven years and the pill I was on for about a decade and I came off two years ago Really? Mm, I was like, I'm done because I didn't, like didn't even know who I was, like totally. not on the pill, and like even anxiety wise and everything. I was like, I need to get off this, and it's been the best thing ever. Yeah, I'm I'm moving to that direction because it's just, yeah, it's it's hard because I'm like, oh, well, the only reason I was really on it was for my skin. Yeah, I did go off it um, maybe when I was about twenty. When I was living in London, they didn't have the specific pill I'm on now Ah. and I had to switch to something else and it really messed up my mental health. Yes. Which is so crazy because I never – you always hear about things affecting your mental health and I didn't really Mm. believe it. I was like, oh, nah, I'll be fine. It's just like changing a little little numeral in the, um, you know, in the ingredients. And it was such a big impact on me. Mm. Maybe it was also the environment and living in a new city and it having like seasonal depression for the cold, which is also a thing. Totally. And I had changed it and I was like, oh, is this really like – what I want to be doing and then I'd come back to Australia and I got like six months worth of like yeah, my like I'm never going but I think now that I look at it I was like oh I think I'm going to look to other maybe more natural or something else yeah. that's going to be a, um, a solution because yeah it's crazy not having that education which I think is a difference now is that there's so much education yeah. on skincare and like options out there whereas yeah. I think when we were you know teenagers there wasn't option that was the only pathway yeah. whereas it's nice to see now there's like way more education and that's yeah. not just the that should be like the end measure yeah and like even then you know you want to go on fully informed of all the side effects which I feel like people in our Never. generation were yeah. just like not and you could even just like google right there was just <laughs> yeah. not that it was just not a thing but back also then. it was just like blind 
blind faith in, okay, yeah. well, this is my medical practitioner, what they tell. And I also think that's changed as well. Like totally. the GP treatment has probably changed, but you're just like blind faith in what they say. Mm. Okay, let's do it. And you don't realize like what what impact that's going to have. It's yeah. huge. So it's actually really sad. It is. Yeah, I'm so like thankful that I'm off it now. Yeah. But the other thing is like I've had friends who have come off the pill and then they go through hell and back with their skin all over again when they well, come off it. That's what I was going to say. So when I um, had that and I tried the other pill, it wasn't working for me. I went off the pill, my skin like reverted back to me and it really traumatized me. I'm yeah. like, oh no, like surely it's fine. It's been so many years. Like mm. a pill is just not going to help, you know, my like yeah. acne. Mm. And it was so bad. And my skin was like super dry. I had so many breakouts. Again, I think the weather was a contributing factor yeah. to living in a different, you know, my skin was always dry. I probably wasn't using the best skincare when I was yeah. at, in, in that early like 20s which because I'm a, I'm a big skincare girly now yeah. but back then you're just using your whatever. but also in the in the last three years three to five years skincare is totally different off yeah even when I think back like there was no price time wasn't the vibe it is now price no. time's amazing now yeah it even is vibe like now. no mecca no sephora mm. and that was like that's all we had to work with so we're just yeah. using the stuff in like woolies like I was using St. Ives, like that scrub, oh, I, know. I know, like the St. Ives, which I was like, this <laughs> no. is the best thing ever. And now no. I'm like, oh no, like that's, that's yeah. what we had, right? Yeah, yeah. And thinking back, I'm like, no wonder why my skin was crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That it's crazy, like the journey and seeing what skincare is now, because you can literally find something for any skin Everything. type, any concern, mm. anything you have, there will be something, something yeah. affordable as well. Because I feel yeah. like skincare doesn't have to be expensive. I no. feel like a lot of people, although it's an investment to find that routine that you want, depending on how intense you want to take the routine, but mm. there's a lot of affordable, really beautiful brands out there. Yeah. There's so and much options that's, now. that's amazing because, mm. yeah, I, I think I do prefer um, – because I like that clinical side of things as well. Because yeah. I love the kind of fun, pretty, nice, smelly skincare. But yeah. it just doesn't work. You want it to work. You want it, it to work. It has to do both. Yeah. Because yeah. I think skincare does, which I want to get your thoughts on. Because you have the phenomenon of like fast fashion. Yeah. And I'm slowly seeing this fast beauty, fast yes. skincare kind of thing come through. Yeah. Because I don't think – and it could be – I don't know what's changed. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it's been the last couple of years influences, but you see so many new product launches Yeah, and it's just hard. Like personally, it's hard for me to keep up with so much skincare. And like we said, yeah. you really have to try things out for at least four weeks to see yeah. if you actually like it. Yeah. And there's just so much. It's really overwhelming at times. Yeah. And I feel like there's starting to be this like fast skincare, fast beauty yeah. mm. situation. I don't know how I feel about it because I love it. I love all the options and I love it, but it's really hard to then be like, okay, now I think I have too much. Yeah, and there to is go such, through. You, you can't be using too much at once because it's just going to be the opposite effect, right? Yes. It's just going to mess yeah, up your skin. There is a tolerance that your skin has, mm. and it will reach its max tolerance like even pretty quickly. Like if you're using more than ten percent niacinamide a day, mm. like if you use that twice a day, like that's your skin tolerance done. Yeah. Like yeah. you won't even absorb anything else. Like it's not good for you. So yeah. and I think there isn't a lot of education on totally. things like that. Like I think we've been in this stage with skincare. It's like more is more, more mm. is more is more. So it's just like there's you always know, another step. Layer yeah. on like a hundred things, which can be good. But like, you know, you need to know what you're using, yeah. how it works together, all of these things. And I do think there's heaps of product launches happening in skincare. Yeah. I think you know, like people are innovating even quicker in mm-hmm. skincare. There's new ingredients coming out all the time. There's more research being done. Like I think there's just more that's gone into skincare because yeah. it's such a growing category totally 
But I do think that, yeah, I think you need to have like as a brand, we would only launch a product if we're like, this is missing. Mm -hmm. Like we can't find the formula elsewhere. So we make it ourselves. Yeah. Or it's like our customers are telling us like they don't have that option Mm -hmm. for them. Then it's like, okay, we'll launch something. Yeah. But yeah, I do think there's like new things dropping left, right and center just because it's like, you know. It's cool to have a skincare brand. Yeah. And capitalism at the end of the day. Totally capitalism. (laughs) But I think I like that you actually had a problem which was a personal thing that you struggled with and you created something that was a solution I feel like with launching brands and it's always something like when I'm like listening to podcasts or Mm. kind of like researching founders it was either that they had a problem and they found a solution or they made something better yes you know and that was the kind of two ways it's like that they had they launched a brand was like there's out there but I can do it better or there's a this is a problem I have what can I do to fix that or what's the problem that you know consumers have and I love I I prefer the this is a problem let me fix it yeah and I love that that's what you did and it was something that was personal to you and your journey and what you had with your skincare and I'm sure millions of people can relate to that as well yeah and I think if you find the problem, the demand is already there. Yeah. So you find like you have that product market fit immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, yeah, I think some people like go to launch a brand more because they've like got the brand concept more than like sure. the actual product problem. Yeah. And I'm like, if you are fixing a problem that people are desperate to fix like with skin it Mm. was like you know with acne if something works and it's gonna you know work well with their skin do all these things they're gonna be desperate to buy it yeah and it's like if you can fix a problem for people that otherwise they are just like desperately like you know looking for it's like they'll just come and buy it yeah. like it's not going to be that hard yeah. I mean it is hard but at the same time like if you it's have a that good base to fit, start. yeah yeah then you're like yeah bound to succeed and if there was anything going back to you three years ago that you would change oh. about launching the brand or something you wish you knew yeah. before you did it what what would that be um there's like technical things that I would sure. have like wanted to know like how much a product weighs is really important okay. for e so like if if you have a really heavy product that's going to cost you so much money in packaging gotcha. like in shipping gotcha. fees and stuff so there's little things like that where sure. I'm like if I had known differently like I would have sized my boxes differently or like sure. done other things but then I think my number one piece of advice and I think it's one thing that we did well from the start was like we knew who we were Mm -hmm. and like what we were set out to do. So strategy is like what you say no to. Mm -hmm. And we would say no to opportunities or product launches or other things when it was like, well, that's not in our core, Mm -hmm. like of what we're doing. And like we're four people with breakouts. Like I was even on investor calls where people were like, well, you're always going to just be like for people with breakouts. And I'm like, yes. That's the niche. (laughs) I'm like, that's the brand. And, you know, people might think, oh, well, that's super narrow and small. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's a skill to remain focused on something totally and I think when you're like founding something you need to have that laser sharp focus Mm -hmm. because if you get distracted by all these different opportunities you won't ever double down on like you won't you won't get the momentum that you want Mm -hmm. you need to slog it out in your core like category and stick to that first Yeah. yeah So I'm a PR girly, marketing yeah. PR girly, and something I loved that you did recently. So obviously, if you're watching, you guys can see Rach. She looks a little bit like Margot Robbie. <laughs> I actually <laughs> nothing like Margot Robbie. I think you do. Oh I God. reckon you do. I reckon it's the eyes. Oh, yeah. God, what a compliment. But no. <laughs> Oh my god! I got roasted on TikTok. Stop it! We ha- we've got to talk about it. So basically, Rage dressed up as Margot Robbie. So we had a full Barbie 
press tour when Margot yes. came and the PR girls at Hive really <laughs> aced they this. They came to the party. So they did this really fun piece of content when Rach dressed up as Margot Robbie. She was wearing a pink dress and then walked around the city, had security guards. And I loved it. And I think I've always found, one, I love this, your socials because you, you're very much involved in the brand. People know who you are and yeah. it's very personal to you. And two, you guys do fun stuff. You don't just do your traditional like boring no. skincare stuff. It's very like what can we do that's a bit different? What's viral? What's something fun? Like, yes. And I love the TikToks and I love all that stuff and I feel like some brands try and do that and it comes off a bit cringe or it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really work very well. But I mm. think – taking a chance and doing something like that. It's like, yeah, what a great opportunity. We've got this key moment. Everyone's talking about Barbie. Yeah. What can we do? And it was just so fun. I was like, oh, my God, I'm living for this. It's so great. <laughs> so did you get roasted? Yeah, well, I got ro- – but you, you always say, like, when something's going viral, like, That's you know it's going viral on TikTok when you start 100%. getting, like, hate in the comments. And you I'm almost like, need okay. it. Yeah, yeah I'm like, well, this is, <laughs> like, it's weird. now going viral. Yeah. But, yeah, that was such a funny, like, thing because – it, like you said, Barbie was in Sydney. Yeah. The press tour was happening in Pitt Street, yeah. which is literally like a block away from our office. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in like the room with like the social media team at TVH <laughs> and I was like, okay, what are we going to do? And, you know, we just start like basically throwing things at the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, we said like, oh, can we get like a photo of her with the products yeah. like somehow or, you know, and like how can we turn that into a TikTok yeah. in like three different ways? Mm-hmm. And so we do all the, these like brainstorming yeah. sessions. I love that. And then it came up and it was like, well, she's going to be there. Everyone's going to be like waiting for like her to arrive. Mm. What if we throw them like a decoy yeah. <laughs> and pretend that like we're arriving? Yeah. And so, yeah, that was like the concept. And yeah. I was like, are we crazy for like doing this? Like, would it even work? Yeah. You know, all of these things. But it came off like and really it was more like it was less so like what happened on the actual day mm. and more like the content that yes, came out of it. 100%. Yeah, and like 100%. how we obviously crafted that yeah. into the story that, mm-hmm. you know, was on TikTok. Um, but it was like such a funny thing. Like I remember being in the lift. I was with Jessie and yeah. her Hive team and I was like, at like I work in a corporate office building and I'm like going down in the lift like in this like hot pink, pink dress in this hot pink dress and I'd like gotten the guys in the office to be bodyguards was it the guys in the office Stop. yeah so like the guys that work in the office I was like okay they you gotta- actually looked like security guards yeah. I was like did you guys hire them from like no, start no, out literally they work in our office and I was like okay wow. you have to come in in like you know this certain get up oh and like God, I blocked that. their diaries for like an hour and a half I was like we're filming content <laughs> <laughs> they're used to it now they're like who is this crazy Love person that. but yeah so they came down like they were bodyguards and I had like people mm-hmm. behind me and like had my head down and then we had the other girls from the social team yeah. like on the streets being like is that Margot yeah. like you know like causing yeah, a scene yeah, crazy, crazy um, and we didn't do it like right near the Westfield yeah. because I was also like oh my god I don't want to like ruin being this mobbed whole, as well. like yeah <laughs> I was like a bit scary but I was like I remember being in the lift being like what am I what doing? Am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Anyway, but yeah, so it came off really well. And then everyone that I catch up with, they're like, oh, the Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, the Margot <laughs> Robbie comes out. up all the time, but it did get like 2.5 million yeah. views. And I think it was so specific to Sydney yeah. as well. So yeah, I, I have seen a lot of people comment on the TikTok being like, but why? And it's an interesting thing. Yes. Cause like there were a few people that were like, I don't get this. Like, why? Mm. Like, why? And then there were other people that, like, literally made TikTok videos about why it was such a great place. I love of that. Marketing. I love, like, the PR dissecting TikTok yeah. videos and those yeah. girls that do, like, this is why, this is a strategy, or this, yes. is, this, this is what this brand should do. I love yeah. that content. So and then we much. got DMs being like, hey, I discovered you, like, by the Margot Robbie stunt. 
And I'm like, why. well, that's the point. That's because why. Because you get eyeballs on the TikTok mm-hmm. account. They go to the TikTok account. They go through the videos. They're like, oh, what is this brand? Then they watch the videos and they're on the website and they're like, this is cool. I'll buy it. Yeah. And that is literally how you get them. So it might like, you know, me impersonating Margot Robbie has nothing to do with acting. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's the strategy. Yeah, and exactly. it's like it's almost like we're an editorial content yeah. house. And then we sell skincare. Yeah. Like, but that's how you entertain and engage with the audience. And I treat it like a personal page. Yeah. And that's totally. why it is. It's like me all the time yeah, on there. I love it. But that's what people relate to. Yeah. I feel like people love seeing that content. Mm. I think people with brands, it doesn't have to be just like glossy pictures of the product. No. And like, it's what can you do that's creative with yeah. content that is like a key moment that everyone's talking about on social and that yeah. you can be like, yeah, let's just like tap onto this and yeah. see how it goes for the brand. I loved it. I was yeah. like, it was so great. And I love that dress. I'm like, <laughs> like all about the pink. Oh my God. No, the, my favorite comment was like, um, someone on TikTok was like, yeah, she went from Versace dress to an off the rack age. Like, oh my God. It's like so bad. Yeah. Like, why the shade? Oh and then they're like, Margot would never. Like, I took it all in. Like, I it's remember funny. coming into the office like afterwards on the Monday and all the girls were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm like, I think it's quite funny. But yeah, people are brutal on it's TikTok. So, yeah. TikTok is crazy. I think that was one thing is like criticism and people just having just I'm all about constructive feedback yeah people just like mean it's so rough (laughs) isn't it like when you have a viral video or even like obviously being on a tv show and people just have something to say about everything Mm -hmm. it's crazy and and I think yeah with tiktok especially people are just brutal I think tiktok and facebook are facebook probably a little bit worse you reckon I I think there's a lot of like Karen's, Karen's. I was about on to say Facebook, Karen's on whereas Facebook. TikTok, it's like the millennials and the Gen, Gen Zs, Zs that are just mean. Yeah, so <laughs> and mean. it's kind of more scary than the Karens. You're like, yeah, whatever, okay. Well, because sometimes there's a lot of truth in what they say, know, but I'm like, you're don't like, tell me. Like, I don't need to hear that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, but no, I love that. I was like, you guys are just killing it. <laughs> and what would be if you had like a dream celeb or dream influencer, like a dream person to... TBH is their skincare brand. Who would be like your ultimate celeb or ultimate person? I want them to be like someone who's had that authentic experience Mm. with acne. Mm -hmm. Like it's always so key. Yeah. Um, I know that the US influencers, so well, obviously everyone knows Charlie D'Amelio, but she had like has suffered with her skin Mm. in the past. Also, I think she's called Summer McKean. She's also a US influencer. She went through a huge battle with acne. So like people like that, I've always like dreamt of working with. Mm -hmm. I would like just say like Miley Cyrus or someone because <laughs> I'm just Miley like Cyrus. obsessed with Miley Cyrus at the moment <laughs> or like Harry Styles yeah like Harry <laughs> if Harry used TVH I would die yeah, I would die die it's crazy I've loved hearing about the journey because you're so young and I think it's really inspiring that you were able to obviously like right place right time with where you're working at that time mm. but just being creative with okay what can I do with this like yeah. what like what's something I love like what can I create and what can I make and I just find that so inspirational because now like with the brand because you're a part of is York Street Brands now right yeah so tell us like talk us through that so from you know being you and your mum yeah in your home doing it to being you know the empire you guys are at like yeah. talk us through that so the business merged with yep. another business at the start of the year mm-hmm. and that was a really exciting time so basically what happened was we combined with 
Boost Lab, yep. who are actually in a sort of different category. They're yep. in serums and they have a bit of a different like core target yep. market, but they had amazing people in-house mm-hmm. that had like sort of different skill sets to what we did. Yep. And we ended up meeting and basically, long story short, we decided to combine the businesses. So, cool. so we then all took ownership in a new parent company, yep. which is called York Street Brands because yep. we work on York Street. So creative. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time with that one. <laughs> but then we have set up the two brands underneath that and we now all work across both Boost Lab and TBH Skincare and it's so bizarre like I've gone from yeah me and Mm. mum and like a part-time marketing coordinator literally in like October last year to now being like there's a team of 14 people in the office and like we go into meeting rooms we're pulling chairs in because like there's so many people and I'm like I'm like looking around like who all these like how did this happen (laughs) how did this happen yeah like even just in the marketing team so and then like watching the growth in Priceline and then Mm -hmm. being able to do things like events and brand collabs and activations that I've dreamt of yeah. doing but you know you have to slog it out you don't have that budget in the, resource, in the early days it's a lot. yeah you know you're not even making you're losing money for like you totally. know the first two years of the business so to see it go from mm. like that and then quite quickly to where it is now yeah. in the last year it's just been so satisfying yeah and it's just every day people are always like are you used to this yet? I'm like, no. Like mm. I just, every time someone tells me even that they use the product or that they know of the brand, I'm like, so excited. no, you don't. <laughs> You're like, what? Really? Like, really? You know, and I'm like, oh, but you know, it's in Priceline. People yeah. are buying this every week. I'm like, why? But it is so shocking to me still. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe there's people out there using this. Yeah. I remember meeting Rach at the Priceline Prescription Live yeah. event. And I, I was like, I love TBH. I was like, yes, so nice to meet you. And I was like, I knew who you were. <laughs> and you were like, oh, hi. Like, I watched your match. Yeah. I love you. And I was like, yep, love Skin Shady, love it. And I was like, this is so nice. And I love that you were so there and you're with like the influencers. You're there chatting and yeah. you're so personal when you're really involved. Whereas you can see a lot of, you know, some other brands that the CEOs just aren't or like the founders are not as. Yeah, they step you know, away. Yeah, they step away. And I love that mm. you're still really like consumer facing. You're really involved in those yeah. like, you know, those activations and stuff. I feel like people can connect with the brand a lot more. Yes. Like, oh, this is your brand. Like amazing. And you're so fun. You always have the power suit on. Looking amazing. <laughs> yeah. and it's always like a green power suit. Is that your vibe? No, no, seriously. I don't know what happened with green earlier this year, but like I discovered it and I loved it and so I was literally wearing green to like all of the events I love it and I like look back even on my grid so much green green. (laughs) like I was in my green era it's like (laughs) damn I should have worn green (laughs) but no I love that and I think that's such a nice um personable touch to you and the brand I'm very connected like personally like I'm attached to the brand as well but like, yeah, it's the best part of the job for me yeah. is like being at the cult face and yeah. like talking to the customers and mm-hmm. like, you know, I've made feedback. so many amazing relationships mm-hmm. as well through the business. Like probably the other greatest part is like meeting all these like amazing women in particular Ama- who yeah, are amazing. so smart and like, you know, connecting with all the influencers and they're so much more than, you know, what you see behind the screen. And yeah. Yeah. Just like it's been a joy. Like it's probably yeah. the best part of the job. Yeah. So let's do some personal questions because okay. I love love and I love yeah. seeing you and your hubby. <laughs> How did you guys meet? Because you guys are just so adorable. I loved all your wedding pics and you yeah. just, because obviously I'm following you on Instagram and I just love, I just love seeing you guys and you're Aww. just so cute. How did you guys meet? We met at uni, but cute. we actually didn't meet. We met in the UK. 
Really? Yeah. So we both attended the same university, but we never met there. We went on an exchange. No And we ended up at the same university on this exchange. But it's funny because we ran in quite similar circles. So like I would have been at events where he was there, like in Sydney, but we didn't know each other. And then like um, we had a mutual friend who was actually like, oh, I think you guys are like going on the same exchange. And then we were at the races in Sydney, like maybe a few months before we left and we briefly like met and we were like, oh, like, you know, like we're going on the same exchange, like see you there. And it was just like, there was nothing to it. But then like we actually met up in London, like before the exchange started because we were like, oh, we'll like catch you there. Yeah. And then we were with like mutual friends. Yeah. And so we all caught up in London and then like literally the first night we went out, he was like, hey, <laughs> hi. And then I was like, what am I doing? This is the worst idea because I'm about to be on exchange with this guy for like, my four, like five months. Yeah. Like, no. And I literally, this is the most cringe thing ever, but I went to the airport with my best like girlfriend. We did a Europe trip beforehand. Cute. Keep in mind, this was like 2015 or something. <laughs> but like I wore a shirt to the airport that said catching flights, not feeling. Stop. Literally, Iconic. I have a photo at the departure Stop gate with that on. Then I go and I'm like in London. And anyway, yeah, we like hit it off and we went out like drinking that night, had a little smooch on the dance floor. Cute. And then I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Because then the next day we like went to Oxford was where our exchange was yeah. together. And I was like, oh no. And then I remember talking, I was with another mate mm. who went over with me and I was talking to him and I was like, oh yeah, you know, Josh is a really good guy, blah, blah. And he turned to me on the first day and he's like, you're smitten. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> no, like, I'm not. No, I'm not. And then literally we were inseparable on That's exchange. Amazing. And then we came back to Sydney. It was so weird because then like we'd known each other for so long and hadn't met like each other's families or friends yeah. or anything. So we came back to Australia and then he's from the country. His family's from Dubbo. Love Dubbo. Yeah, so um, I like went straight to Dubbo um, to meet his family and they're the best. And yeah, just like hit it off with them and everything like was just so easy mm-hmm. and super natural. So then I was like pretty young. I was 20. Yeah. And then I turned 21 that year and um, finished uni. Yeah. And then the day I got a full-time, like literally the last day I had my last exam, the next day I started full-time work and that weekend I moved out of home. So crazy. Um, I moved in with him and it had only been like a year and I was young. I think my mum was like, oh my God. But it was just like the just, most natural thing to mm. do. And then we, yeah, we've lived together for like six, yeah, five, six years and got married. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like some things are just fate, you know? Like what, like how did that happen? Like how are you guys going to be there the same time? time. Like, And then have that really amazing experience overseas. I think when you're in a new city, I guess you guys forming that relationship, you know, in the UK, like it's just different. And then to be able to come back here in like your home setting, like that is just so nice like that's yeah. such a dream like oh situation. I'm so lucky and also like these days it is really hard to meet people just like yep. organically totally um, and we just had so much time together over there we're just like really good friends I it's love just that so nice yeah because I always yeah. say like Ollie's like my best friend yeah yeah you know? Josh and is my best mate and that's yeah. just, that's just all you want right I'm that's all like, you can ask for how do we get along so yeah, well like why am I not sick of you <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm obsessed with you it's been seven it's years crazy. I'm still obsessed so did you have any like much day stuff before you guys met like were you on the apps were I you was doing, on the apps what was the vibe like because I feel <laughs> like God. back in what 20 how, how old would you have been I would 19 19 was probably like the worst time because yeah. I feel like Tinder and stuff was still quite fresh yeah and it was like a bit like oh you're on Tinder like it was embarrassing yes, to have the was. dating apps yeah no and I was only on Tinder like I yeah. wasn't 
I was I not single was... for like Bumble or yeah. Hinge. Sure. Yeah. Which yeah, is like yeah. all my friends are the better on Hinge. Ones. <laughs> yeah. Which seems to have like more of a success rate yeah. than Tinder yeah. for sure. But yes, I was on the apps for a while. I did go on like quite a lot of dates. Mm. I don't think I was like emotionally ready to sure. like date at 19 yeah. you know like I'm gonna go on a date just because like just Fun. because <laughs> yeah. whereas like now I'd be like well am I like personally like yeah. available what growth do I need to work on yeah myself? literally it would be so much more introspective but yeah. um yeah I had some interesting dates like um I remember going on this date with a guy who refused to wear shoes no all <laughs> date what? yeah it was very bizarre were you at like the beach or something we were we like he picked me up in a car <gasps> and then drove to like an outdoor cinema and cute, then like, but also cute, but then shoes? like literally was like no nah, I hate wearing shoes Do I mean we're on grass feet? I didn't I was like I freak out with feet so oh, I freak like, out with no. feet too I like I'm judging <laughs> yeah. and guys have like gross feet but I was like yeah no this is a hard no from me <laughs> okay so finishing off I would love to know what are your beauty and skin I probably know what your skincare must-haves are gonna be yeah but what are your beauty must-haves three things that you can't live without in your makeup bag Oh, makeup bag okay definitely rare beauty like I'm obsessed with rare beauty at the I moment. love rare beauty yep. so they're bronzer stick and their cheek tints yeah yeah like I literally have been using them for I think it's funny because when I went into Sephora I was going after a cream blush mm-hmm. and I like spoke to the chick in there and she's like oh have you heard of like rare beauty and I was like no it was just a long time ago yeah. and anyway she took me over and like showed me I was like okay cool and like bought one and like bought the bronzer stick and that's I didn't even see it on TikTok or anything it was like before it took off yeah. on TikTok and then I went to restock on it and I was like I can't find this anywhere Classic because it had gone move. like yeah like viral on TikTok and it was all sold out <laughs> but now I know I like keep stock of those products because there's nothing that yeah. compares for me and then I would probably say Charlotte Tilbury it's, it's like the same as everyone but the flawless filter or the flawless Stunning. I use the flawless foundation and I love yes. it yes I use the beautiful yeah. skin one as well and that's yeah. stunning. Yeah. Charlotte Tilbury's just I think honestly rare like you rare beauty Charlotte Tilbury probably two of my top beauty yeah, brands. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my makeup. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I love the rare beauty. I'm wearing the mascara. But oh, yeah. She, yeah, she, it's actually really good, surprisingly. Yeah. I tried I was like, oh, I'm just gonna try a new mascara. Really stunning. I'm really, a Maybelline really girly. Oh, Still. Maybelline, kill it with the mascara. And they're so affordable. Yeah, no, yeah. they're good. The, I love the curl bounce one. Because oh, I, I really that. struggle with, because um, I have Asian lashes, with oh. them being, they just go really straight. So I have a lash curled. lift at the moment. Yeah. And that's like changed the game for me. Because ah. I was an ex- lash extension girly, but oh. it's just hard to maintain. So expensive as so well. So expensive. It's just sometimes, it's not the look. Like sometimes I just love mascara, like yeah. how, how mascara yeah. looks. And then since I got a lash lift, because I have long lashes, but you just can't yeah. see them because they're just straight. <laughs> and I've been like trying out so many different mascaras and it's just been, yeah, it's been so good. And I've, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Rare Beauty. I didn't, didn't think she yeah, I put a mascara, but hadn't got, I hadn't had the mascara on my radar. Yeah, Maybe I'm going to have to go check and it out. Go it on, if it's available in stock. <laughs> yeah, like it never is. And skincare. What's, what's uh, your... Well, I use the, like, yeah, I use the entire range. So between Boost Lab and TBH, yeah. like I'm covered. But for me with the TBH products, like my dailies are the antibacterial cleanser mm-hmm. and the rebound serum and yeah. the moisturizer and skin shady. Yeah. But then if you ask me what my favorite products are, I would yeah. say that the spot treatment and the pimple patches. Uh, we didn't talk about pimple patches. I love oh, the, pimple the pimple patches. patches. I did not talk about the pimple patches. They're yeah. great. And they're they so are. cute. No, like... I literally, I said to the girls the other day, because I had this massive pimple out of nowhere come up like right near my nose and like the between my nose spot. and my lip. And I was like, it was like under the surface 
so I was like, I can't pop this. Yeah. And then it like came to the surface and I was like, don't touch it, don't touch it. And then I did. And I was like, regrets. Uh. Anyway, I was like, I put the acne hack. It was like literally so swollen. Like you could see it on my face. I put the spot treatment on and the pimple patch and like went to sleep. And I woke up in the morning and like the entire pimple was like in the patch. So satisfying, And I was like, oh my gosh. And then it was like completely flat. Yeah. And I could like, it was just a little red dot that I covered with makeup and yeah. I was like gone. And then I came into the office. I was like, you will not believe. Like, and the girl's like, you know this. Like this is your product. <laughs> I'm shocked that it's and so like, good. But it's, I'm like, I know what like mm. everyone's talking about. Like, I had the first hand experience yeah. and I was like, I was wowed, which is so funny. But yeah. Because I always, I love pimple patches, but some, I've tried so many and a lot of them just don't work. Yeah. And when I tried it, I was like, yes. Like, yeah. it's so satisfying seeing the little gunk on it. It's oh my like, God. yes, okay, it's all People gone. swear, like it's swear amazing. by them. I know yeah. my friend, like I was at my hen's weekend and my friend had like this pimple and I was like, here, put one on. <laughs> and I think she only left it on for like three hours. And no. then she took it off and she was like, oh my God, my pimples come off. It just like, draws it all out. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> So Seriously, like if you have those before any event, anything, it just I is, always keep them on me. Yeah, we like, need I've like that's a must have on, yeah. in the in the makeup <laughs> in the makeup bag actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been so lovely chatting. Thank I've you so much. loved having you on. Obviously, I love TBH. I will leave all the links you guys will see on the socials where you can find Rach and TBH. And I'll be doing a little giveaway of some product as well. So that's going to be fun. You guys can try the products out. And yeah, thank you for joining me. No, this has been great. Thank you for having me. So much fun. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.